You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today, we have a special guest missionary with us. Let's prepare our hearts as our guest missionary brings forth God's truths from His Word today. If you have a Bible, please open your Bible in the book of Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. I would, I would, la- I would ask you to stand, please, as we give respect to the Word of God. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. I'm going to read this one verse in our text this evening. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. The Bible says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Shall we pray? Our most gracious God and heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, dear God, that you brought us here in the church where we can gather together to praise you and worship you in your name. We praise the dear Lord, thou art sovereign and powerful God. We thank thee, dear God, that you're so good in our life. Lord, we pray in our midst tonight that you come down and, and, and speak to our hearts, O oh Lord, by hearing your word. Lord, help me as I preach your word. English is not my main language. Help me to speak in this language, O Lord. And I pray, dear Lord, that you bless each everyone tonight. I pray for this church, that you continue to use this church as a lighthouse in this community. And also to Pastor and his family, you continue to bless them and every member of this church. Thank you, O God, for the opportunity to be here in in this church. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may all be seated. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30, in our text, the Bible says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Tonight, I want to speak or I, I, or I want to preach tonight and I entitled this message, The Word, The Heart. The Word, The Heart. In 2005, I remember when we came here to study in the United States, we are one of the Filipinos blessed to have a privilege and opportunity to study in your country. In my first year, I remember, and, and my first time to see a snow, I was excited. We played in snow, and after a month, I hate snow. So I stayed in my room, and I stayed in my room, and that year, my English is not good. Please forgive me if I will use some words that you will not understand. Uh, After I preach, just ask me, and I will explain better. And my English is just only for 15 minutes when I preach. And I I stayed in my room because sometimes I'm I'm shy to speak to to the Americans in our Bible college. But I found a friend while I'm in my room and I study the English so that I can, I can speak a little bit. I can speak well, you know. So I found a friend. Every time I search a word to this friend, he give me the right answer. And his name is Webster Dictionary. <laughs> and I searched to my friend Webster what is the meaning of the heart. It says, the heart 
is the pump station of the body and it is responsible for cir circulating blood throughout the body. The word heart came from the Greek word karja. That's why they got the word cardiovascular. You know, we Filipino, we love watching National Geographic or Animal Planet like that. When I was a young boy, when I was in grade school, in high school, when, I, when I'm going to the uh, library, I always pick a book. It talks about, and I will read about the life of the animals. You will learn how this animal will live, how this animal will survive, how these animals will, will uh, produce their food. And the good thing that I saw in these uh, this, uh, different animals, they have their own defense mechanism to each everyone, to their, to their enemy. And it caught to my attention the animal, the, the, this animal cheetah. This cheetah is one of the fastest running animal in earth. And this cheetah is... When he ran the amount of speed of 60 to 70 miles per hour, this cheetah, when after he ran that amount of speed, this cheetah will faint. Why? Because this cheetah has a small heart. Tonight, folks, our text is very pure and clear what the Bible said. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart. With all our heart. The Bible did not say, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with a little heart. The Bible did not say, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with a half-hearted heart. The Bible is clear and pure. What it says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all our heart. With all our heart. Tonight, I just want to share three things and I, I won't keep you long. Three things. And I want to ask you a question, what kind of heart do we need in order of us to be a blessing and successful in serving the Lord? First, we need to have a prayerful heart. We need to have a prayerful heart in James chapter 5, verse 16. The Bible says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man is what? Availeth much. Friends, we need to pray. We need to pray. God cannot use a man or a woman who doesn't know how to pray. We need to pray. Prayer is the very important thing in serving the Lord. Prayer is one of the key and tool in serving the Lord. Prayer can change us things. Prayer is the only way to communicate to God. That's why we're having a prayer meeting every Wednesday where we can pray one another. We need to pray, friends. We need to pray, you know, we need to pray for our pastor. Our pastor needs prayer daily. Not only for our pastor, we need to pray for his family. His kids. They need prayers. Not only for our pastor, his family, we need to pray for our church. What I'm saying, we need to pray for our church. We need to pray for, for every deacons that we have in the church. We need to pray for those Sunday school teachers in the church. We need to pray for those who, who are teaching those children in our church. We need to pray. We need to pray for them. Not only for our pastor, not only for our church, our deacons, our Sunday school teachers. We need to pray for our loved ones. Especially those loved ones that, yet, that are not yet saved. We need to pray for our unsaved loved ones. 
Friends, we need to pray. Sometimes problems, trials, persecution, financial difficulties comes in our life. Sometimes we go to our friends. But we don't realize that God is just a prayer away. You know, there's a man named John Knox. He's one of the great reformers. This man named John Knox, he has a prayer to the Lord. And he said in, the, in his first day that he prayed to God, Lord, give me Scotland or else I die. The second day that this man prayed to God, Lord, give me Scotland or else I die. And then the third day that he prayed to God, let us imagine that he went to his prayer closet. He bowed on his knees. He's praying out loud to God. And he's crying, Lord. And he's begging, Lord, please give me Scotland or else I die. And you know what? God answered the prayer of this man named John Knox. Why? Because this man knows how to pray. And there's a great revival in Scotland. And there's a great revival in Scotland. You know, friends, prayer can draw us closer and closer and closer to our God. We need to pray. Second thing, we need to have a committed heart. In 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, the Bible says, For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. This is Apostle Paul. I believe Apostle Paul is one of the first missionary of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Apostle Paul, he is not yet saved, they called him Saul of Tarsus. When Saul of Tarsus, his job, when he is not yet saved, his job is to persecute those Christians. When he is not yet saved that time, his job is to locate those Christians and to help this Roman soldier where there, where there is where those Christians hiding. And when they found them, they will put them into the prison. And that's the job of Apostle uh, uh, Saul of Tarsus that time. But one day, in the road of Damascus, when Apostle Paul met Christ, he got saved. When Apostle Paul got saved in the road of Damascus, he committed his life as long as he lives. He committed his life to serve God as long as he lives. He experienced a lot of things in serving the Lord. He experienced problems. He experienced trials. He experienced persecution. He experienced while Apostle Paul is preaching, they tried to stone him to death. And while he's preaching, they arrested him and they put, them in, they put him in the prison. But you know what? When he was in the prison, when, when he was in the prison, he never stopped preaching the gospel. He never stopped singing praises to God. And that's why the jailer got saved. Why? Because there's a man named Apostle Paul who is committed in serving the Lord. He is committed in serving the Lord. Folks, we need to have a committed heart. God needs people that are committed in the work of the Lord. That's why he wrote 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7 and 8 before they put him to death. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. 
I have kept the faith. And I have run the race with patience. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. He is committed in serving the Lord. I remember, friends, when I was, while I'm growing up, They're always asking me, what is your ambition when you grow up? I told to the people, I want to become an engineer someday. Because my father, when I was born, 1983, January 15, 1983, my father, he fly out in, in Saudi Arabia just to work to provide our needs. I'm seeing my father just after three years, he will come back in the Philippines and he will stay for a month. Literally, I, I grew up without the presence of my father. So while I'm growing up, I put in my mind and my heart, I want to become an engineer so that I can help my father in Saudi Arabia and we can work together, where we can earn more money, where we can, where, where we can help our family in the Philippines. So after my high school, I went to a university in our province in Tarlac. I enrolled civil engineer for my first year. When I enrolled my civil engineer my first year, and then after that year, I finished my first year, and then summer came. In summer in the Philippines, we are having always vacation Bible school, family camp, or in other ministry that they can do in, when summer summertime. I have an uncle who is in Manila, southern part of Manila, for four hours in Laguna. He's living in Laguna, and he has a church there. He's a pastor there. And he invited me to come in their family camp. So I went in their family camp. I helped him in their church, in their family camp, so that we, we can, I can be a blessing to them. So I helped him. And one night in that family camp, the last night in that family camp, my uncle preached about having a successful life. And that night, I took my way to the altar and I know God is calling me in the ministry and I surrender my life to preach the gospel. You know, one thing that I realized that night, it is hard to debate to God when God is calling you in the ministry. After that service, I called my dad. I borrowed my, my, my uncle's cell phone. I, I called my dad and I said, Dad, I will no longer to continue my engineering course. I want to go to the Bible school in our, in our province where I can have a proper training. I want to become a pastor or a missionary someday. I want to serve God. I want to preach the gospel to those people who never hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I told to my dad. And my father is upset. I know he will be upset for a while. And he asked me and he told me, said, son, you, you saw your grandfather. You saw your uncle, how difficult it is in ministry. I know that, Dad. But I want to follow the will of God in my life. Amen. And I told to my dad, and he said to me, Son, there is no money in the ministry. I answered him, Dad, in the eternity speaking, God will not ask how much money we have in the bank. 
that in eternity is speaking. God will not ask how beautiful our house in this world. And I told to my dad, Dad, in eternity speaking, God will not ask. God will ask, how many souls did we win for the Lord? Friends, tonight the soul is the main issue here in this world. We need to do everything we can to reach them for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, God didn't save us just to fill up this empty pews. God saved us to do something for Him. We need to have a committed heart. And if we are not committed in the work of the Lord, reaching our community, reaching our own people, nothing will happen. And there is a big problem. We need to get right with God. You know, in, in Cambodia, we have a neighbor. He's a military. He's a military pastor and he is one of the interpreter of the prime minister in Cambodia. He moved in our place. He's our neighbor. He can speak English very well because he got his training in Virginia here in the United States. After his training, he went back in Cambodia. And when he came back in Cambodia, he married another woman again. He got, he got a wife here, and then he, he married another woman in Cambodia. So they moved in our place, and he saw what we're doing every Sunday. He saw what, how, what we're doing to those kids. We teach them, we feed them, we train them, and then we're having a service Sunday after Sunday. And then one time I'm cleaning outside, and he called me, Brother Joseph, can I have a minute to you? And he talked to me, and I'm a little bit hesitant because he's a general. And that country is still a communist. If I made a mistake, it might, he will shoot me. So I need to be careful. I'm a little bit nervous when I talk to him. So when I talk to him, he said, Brother Joseph, I have, just, I have two questions to you. First, what keeps you going while you are here in Cambodia? What keeps you going while you are doing those things? I'm always seeing you. I've been here for how many months now? I'm seeing you. I saw that in America. I, I've been in one church, a Baptist church in America, and I've seen their service is same yours, he said. And what keeps you going? And I answered him, sir, I, I keep on going. I keep on going in this ministry. I keep on going what, what we're doing here in your, in your country. It's because we have a commitment to God that we will serve him and we will teach and preach his gospel. Okay. He said, now my second question. What is the difference between your God and my God? Because when I got, when, when I was young, Brother Joseph, I know Buddha is my Savior. He is my God. Until now, I, I believe on Buddha. And then you're telling to me that you have a God, that you committed your life to serve Him. You, what, that's why you're doing here in our, what, that's what you are what you are doing here in our country to help our people to teach the gospel that you are telling to us to teach this word of God that you are telling to me yes sir this is the difference sir 
Your God, Buddha, when he died, he is still in the grave. Sir, this is the difference. My God, that I called my Savior, my Father, my Redeemer. Sir, when he died on the cross of Calvary, for my sin to your sin and to the sin of this world, he shed his blood to pay our sins, sir. Sir, I, when he died, after three days, he rose up from the dead. Sir, the God that I serve, the God that I committed my life, he is alive, sir. He is alive. Friends, we need to have a committed heart because we are serving a living God. And last things, we need to have a compassionate heart. A compassionate heart. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, verse 36, we know this, this passage. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, it, this is the earthly ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. He made the lame to walk. He made the blind to see. He made the deaf to hear. He's casting out demons that time. And he performed miracles that time. And in humanly speaking, it might, in this chapter 9, verse 36, let us imagine that the, the Lord Jesus Christ went under the tree and he is tired and he looked around to these multitudes in this chapter 9, verse 36. And the Bible says in, in verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. He was moved with compassion on them. The Lord Jesus Christ knows that there is a great need when he saw these multitudes. In verse 36, the Bible says, people are fainting. It is true. One day, the, one day these people will die. And it is true. In James chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible says, as it is appointed unto man once to die, after this is the judgment day. You know, friends, tonight, let me tell you this, there is an appointment that we cannot cancel. And this appointment is death. If death knocks into your life, you cannot tell to me, Brother Joseph, I'm still young and I'm still strong. If death knocks into your life, you cannot say no to death. If death knocks to you, into your life, you cannot say, Brother Joseph, I have $1 million in the bank. Ma'am, sir, your $1 million in the bank, you need to have a good one heart attack and a bypass surgery and your million dollars is gone. If death knocks into your life. If death knocks into your life, you cannot say no to death. Tonight, let me ask you this question. Is there anyone here, 100%, are you sure when you die, are you going to heaven? Christ saw that there's a real thing called death. And Christ knew that there is a real place called hell. There are two things will be left here in this earth. First, his word. The Bible says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word will not pass away. And second thing, his people. Friends, we need to invest 
our time to, pe to, to the people, reaching them, teaching them by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to have a compassionate heart. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.